365 Success app offers a simple daily tip for a more balanced life. 365 Success is a one-year plan over six levels where a new tip is displayed each day. The people behind 365 Success are academic and creative life hackers Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, Dr. Graham Hughes and Marie O'Riordan. Discover 365 Success, available now in the App Store. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Purple Psychology. I'm Maria Reardon. Thanks to you, this podcast went to number one on several podcast channels around the world. And we now have an audience in 19 countries on five continents. So welcome. Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, you're here with us again this time. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Episode 7 is about expression. Yes, we mentioned this in episode six. Um, it was the explanation of the purple. Why is it purple? So there's, for me, there's this sort of triangle. There's education, literacy, and intelligence. And actually what really matters is expression out of the whole lot. We make a lot of assumptions in the school system that if you're not literate, you're not intelligent. And a lot of people spend a lot of time battling. So you feel that if you can't spell or you can't write well, or even if you can't speak well, or if you don't speak like you swallowed a dictionary, you're not clever. Um, and then you tend to underachieve in education as a whole. I've read you talk about literacy and intelligence before. Yes, my big aim is to take the two of them out of the same sentence. And how are you going to do that? Well, I've been working away at it for the last six years. It's to think I'm starting to make steps. I, th I think one of the, the big difficulties that I have is that when you do a psychological assessment, you have to have a measure of your intelligence at the same time, so they measure your IQ. So it's almost like as if you have to prove that it's not just that you're too stupid to be able to read. IQ tests were never originally set up for what they're used for now. No, the idea of an IQ test was actually to help um, incorporate a lot of students from the countryside into um, city schools. They wanted to see what those students were missing out on and where you, they really needed to support them, where there was a lot of migration taking place. That, that was the original purpose of an IQ test. What are the effects of lack of expression in society? They're huge. Um, I have a list here in front of me oh. of, of some of the things that I deal with. Eating disorders, self-harm, suicide, depression, um, OCD, um, huge controlling behaviour, um, quite often develops in, in sort of early teens, domestic violence, anxiety, alcoholism, and homelessness, which is pretty dramatic. I think what's more dramatic is that expression can lead to all of this. Even if you look at the alcoholism stepwise program that Jung actually developed, um, it's very interesting because ownership, obviously, of what's going on is a big part of it. Taking control of your life because there's a sense of having lost control. But there's a very big part expression. You sit in a group and you talk about it. Is there more to expression than just speaking and writing? Yes, it's a, it's a deep sense of what's going on for you. So it's, um, it's incredibly important, for instance, um, it's a massive turning point when working with people with Asperger's. Um, if they suddenly feel that they can write about what's happening or uh, fit into a genre of writing because they think very differently, and if they manage to bring that out of them, it's a massive confidence boost in themselves as a whole and affects their whole lives. Um, in, for introverted people in general, actually, writing and journaling is huge. It's a huge sense of expression. But yes, we don't all, we don't all express in the same way. And it's quite funny because, um, particularly in Ireland, we have this massive um, habit of 
we can't talk about something. So, you know, you go to a funeral and you'll squeeze somebody's shoulder or you'll squeeze their hand. You know, something traumatic has happened for them and you want to show them that you care, but you don't actually know how to talk about it because we're not very good at talking about things around. You'll squeeze their hand very gently um, to let them know that in that squeeze, it's like, you know, I, I, I care about you and I know everything you're going through and I'm acknowledging it and I'm saying so much in this little squeeze. Whereas I've been to funerals in Asia where the process went on for two weeks and my gosh, did we talk and talk and talk in that time. Yes, yeah, so there, there, it, 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 you know, expression can be very different. And in Ireland, we're seen as talkers. But one of the things I suppose that's come out in the last, um, particularly I suppose in the last 10 years, is that we quite often are not talking about things we really should be talking about. Just to go back to something you mentioned Generally, do you find that people living with Asperger's syndrome, AS, are introverts? Yes, I, I, I can think of a personality um, type where they're not introverts. And that, that is a massive sense of it. Um, one of, I think one of the, the challenges for them is that they feel like they feel left out and feel like they should be social butterflies, you know, because there's a big pressure, particularly in the school system. And depending on how extrovert your society is too, um, you know, you, you feel like you should have these multitude of friends and you should be going to this party and you should be hosting these parties at certain ages. Particularly, I suppose, the, the crunch point comes around 14 and 15, um, particularly for boys. Um, girls seem to be able to get through the radar a bit differently because it's easier for them to form a relationship with maybe one female person that they're kind of close to and they have something in common with. And so they feel like they have friends. Or it can be easier for them to tag on to a group and maybe know one or two people better in it, but just sort of go under the radar. Whereas for guys at that age, it's harder to you either kind of left feeling like you don't have any friends or you can't mix in in this huge group or you can't play football. So far, this podcast is being listened to in 19 countries. So do you notice expression being different across cultures and continents? Yes, I like, you know, we all know when the Spanish students arrive because they're all louder. Um, you know, and similarly, like when you go to Italy, everybody talks with their hands, which I which I find hilarious. Which I love. They're so expressive. Yes, but they're visually expressive. All visual people talk with their hands, um, which is really fascinating. And if you, one of the things that I love about Italy is that it's all about visual aesthetics. Like even the bollards on the side of the road look pretty. They just do design. They couldn't imagine not doing design. It's funny because there was someone in a department store recently had a chat with you about this. Yes, Italian people go to the Alessi section of department stores to hang out because they feel better because everything is, looks pretty and they're surrounded by lovely design. Regardless of what country they live in, they, they track down the Alessi section. I think Alessi had something to do with the designing of the amazing, futuristic, now reality cruise ship that the late Steve Jobs had custom built for, for his family, which was, which was interesting. So all of this expression I guess artistic expression or visual expression is all part of what you're talking about yes and, and like kinesthetic people when they're on the phone they pace so you know it's hilarious if you pass a maternity hospital because they're all doing laughs <laughs> I found it quite shocking for you to go through your list earlier in this podcast do you want to expand on that Yes, it's very, it's, I find it very hard to meet teenagers who are going through, you know, eating disorders, self-harm, um, severe OCD, depression, anxiety, where they're not actually leaving their bedrooms, you know, where they drop out of school. It's mind-blowing the effects on their whole lives and on their family. 
What's the specific significance of expression? So, for instance, if you take self-harm and eating disorders, um, a lot of people think those are the same, but they're actually different. Um, eating disorders are because you have um, an internalized image of yourself, right? And if you stand in front of a mirror, you, you can only see yourself as, as you have imagined to see yourself. And it doesn't matter how many times somebody tells you that you're pretty or um, you're not fat or you're not overweight or you know, you're outstanding or you have a fantastic personality. You can't see that because you have this image built into yourself. Um, and until you can manage to overcome that and actually express this image that you have of yourself inside and get it out of your system and start to take on board that actually for yourself that you might have a better self-image of yourself you're not going to get any better and obviously like in, you know there can be things that happen in your life as well and um, quite often that trigger that negative image of yourself um, and if you don't talk about those you don't know why you have such a negative image of yourself um, Self-harm is very interesting for me because it is a superimposed image. So somebody else has made you have that image of yourself and made you feel bad. And they've actually sort of almost superimposed a bad version of yourself on top of yourself. Um, and this can be quite often through bullying, um, through very negative behaviour, through um, bad things that people say to you, even teachers say to you um, in, in school. Um, and there's a certain bracket of people... Um, it always happens in, in schools that are kind of what I call in the middle stream. So they're not the bottom schools and they're not the top schools. They're the middle schools that are putting a huge amount of pressure on people and want them to be a top school or a top student. And they are quite often the ones that, that suffer from self-harm. And if you can actually get them to express what's happening to them and strip away this superimposed image that's been put on them, they can stop self-harming themselves. So to finish on expression and writing and writing expression and in schools now this pen license and penmanship and what's that all about? I don't know. One of my big questions and if anybody has an answer out there, please give it to me. Why do we do joined writing in school? I, I don't get it. Like it, it makes people think that if they are not good at joint writing, and I still have nightmares about all those lines that I was supposed to fit my letters between that I couldn't even really see properly, as it turned out. And, you know, I thought that I couldn't write because I couldn't do joint writing. And so at the age of seven, you have people deciding that actually they can't write and they can't express themselves because they haven't been given a pen pass yet, which means that they're the only person using a pencil left in the room and everybody else has been allowed to use a pen and feel really grown up and as if they're, they're brilliant at writing and you'll never be good at it. What's the one key nugget you want listeners to take from this podcast? That when you don't have expression, you end up with really controlling behaviour. And that is episode seven of Purple Psychology. I'm Maria Reardon. Dr. Nisha Riley, thanks so much for being here again this time. Thank you. 365 Success app offers a simple daily tip for a more balanced life. 365 Success is a one-year plan over six levels where a new tip is displayed each day. The people behind 365 Success are academic and creative life hackers Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, Dr. Graham Hughes and Marie O'Reardon. Discover 365 Success, available now in the App Store.